Four Midwest Guys presents Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Movie Masochism. That's right, that's the show where I, for Midwest Sky Zone, Jay-Z, subjects myself to some, let's say, less than reputable movies. And this week, well, we enter our first month into the month of Halloween. That's right, my favorite time of the year. It's time to watch a whole bunch of horror movies, get your Halloween costume ready, as you guys can see. I'm hard at work down here trying to rebuild my uh, Halloween outfit, mostly a prop, which is my... Ghostbusters Proton Pack, which uh, I don't know if we can... I'm going to do a little shameless plug here because I love these things. Uh, my friend designed these labels for me, and they're UV-coated, weather-protected, because last time, <clears throat> well, I should say the only time I brought out my uh, Proton Pack, happened to be during a pretty rainy day, and I made some really shitty paper printouts, and yeah, they didn't go well, but... My friend Sal over at Buckeye Ink Works, you can check out their website or their Facebook page, Buckeye Ink Works. Get these uh, awesome sun and weatherproof labels, so if you got anything on your costumes to make, feel free to check them out. That's right. So for all four of you out there that watch my show, you just got to hear my advertisement. <laughs> but, nope. So, anyway. So tonight, or today, whichever time of the day you have to be watching this, I am going to be checking out the 2014 movie, I, Frankenstein. That's right. So, before The Mummy came along and ruined Universal's uh, Dark Universe attempt uh, to try to rebuild, rebrand their whole uh, classic Universal movie monsters, there was this movie in 2014 that tried to do kind of an update of the Frankenstein story. They tried to, like, jazz it up. They had the special I, Frankenstein 3D release. So, there was that. Um, I didn't see it, because, uh, I can't remember, I think it came out around like January or February of 2014, and the only thing I remember about it uh, was that, I mean, to this day, it still holds a 3% on Rotten Tomatoes, you know, that site that everybody likes to go to and say, ah, what the hell with them, they don't, uh, they don't, they're not a good barometer of what's good and what's bad, I mean, it's just like their opinion, I'm like, I digress, but 3%, like, when you start getting into the single digits of a movie, it's pretty abysmal. I mean, at one point, like, movies like the Emoji Movie had a 0%, um, god, there's a, Flatliners had a 0%, I think I might get to those movies in future episodes, but for now, because it's the month of Halloween, I'm going to kick off my Halloween month with my crappy horror film, which is, uh, the reboot. Well, I should say the Frankenstein reboot of I, Frankenstein. Um, another interesting little note. Um, I also like to follow the Golden Raspberries. I'm also a bit of a award buff as a, kind of, a, you know, another show on my kind of little sub-show. Got a little bro that reviews movie Oscars stuff every year. Um, but I also like to watch the Golden Raspberries, too. Or no watch them, just kind of like watch what gets nominated, or if I've seen a lot of them, because at one point, I'd seen pretty much everything that was on 
one year's list. Like, I think it was 1998. It was like Armageddon, Spice World, Godzilla, Psycho remake. There, there was a ton of crappy movies that year. And I, I think it was the first time I remember like being aware that there was a site dedicated to like the worst in movies. And I thought for the longest time that I Frankenstein was actually a nominee or, you know, had like a bunch of nominations or like, because by this point, like around this time, 2014 or so, they started to have like the worst sequel, worst reboot, worst, uh, just kind of like something like that, like something that like reboots, remakes or sequelizes or that sort of thing. And for the longest time, I thought that it actually got nominated for stuff because, well, come on, 3% Rotten Tomatoes, it's kind of a given. But I looked it up today to kind of see, like, uh, what the Razzie noms were, and apparently there weren't any. So this movie's, like, so forgettable that by the time, by the time the Razzie nominations came out, which is, like, Usually it's like the day before the Oscar nominations come out, so it's kind of fun for me. Um, when they came out, they didn't even remember this movie. Like, it was... It's 3% was so bad that it was just forgettable. So, I'm not sure what I'm in store for here, but I figured, you know, Halloween, I'm going to have a couple of weeks here where I do like a whole bunch of horror-themed stuff, and I think it might be a nice little uh, seasonal hiatus because I'm about to, after this... You know, after I wrap up the Halloween season, I'm probably going to be pretty, pretty deep into uh, another film. So I'm going to, I've got like a company position on that. So there's going to be a couple weeks that I'm probably going to be very busy just being on set and getting all this other stuff done. As you can see, I'm also still trying to work on my Halloween project too. So I've got to try to juggle doing this, <laughs> this, this, uh, my project, my show, uh, my other projects. And when this movie picks up which I'm thankful for work. I'm very thankful to get a lot of work, and all I can say right now is I'm also going to be working on a horror film. So it's going to start like about the week before Halloween, and it's going to go into November, probably end like right before Thanksgiving does, so my Halloween gets to go through the month of November. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, so... Anyway, I'm digressing, of course, because I don't know a whole lot about this movie going in. All I know is it's Aaron Eckhart, it tried to get people interested in Frankenstein's story again, which, it's a great story, and what's even more interesting is the backstory of it, too, because uh, in college, I did a course in uh, Romantic Literature Writers and everything, and the, uh, the, the writer, uh, Mary Shelley, who was married to poet, uh, romantic poet, uh, Percy Shelley. <laughs> For any of you that haven't tuned out right now, here's where it gets interesting. <clears throat> so, Mary Shelley entered a contest. Like, there was this contest to try to see who would tell, like, the best scary story or horror story or horror novel or whatever. And Mary Shelley, feeling so spurned by her husband... Uh, Percy Shelley, go figure, the guy that's the romantic poet, <laughs> one of the fathers of romantic poetry, treats his wife awfully, <laughs> and she ends up writing a story that she felt close to, which was, it's kind of like, <laughs> I guess if you look at it, it, it's like a darker version of My Fair Lady, <laughs> where she felt that he was trying to mold her into this perfect being, 
and when she didn't turn out to be the perfect being that he wanted, uh, she felt rejected, and she felt like the monster, like the cast out, and so she created herself as the monster and her husband as the doctor. So yes, Dr. Frankenstein was Percy Shelley, whose crime was kind of being a dick husband, <laughs> and because of it, <clears throat> we got Frankenstein, which terrified a generation, terrified generations, I should say. I mean, the movie came out in 1931, um, came out during like the universal, classic universal monster movie period of Dracula, Wolfman, all those, and <clears throat> it, uh, it scared people back then in the 30s, it scared people in the 50s, um, it had kind of a crappy life in the 70s in the movies where they had like uh, Frankenstein Island or uh, uh, so many like awful Frankenstein alien really weird stuff back then um, but then you get to like Kenneth Branagh's version in 1994 which I think was pretty good and I'm also just a sucker for a good Patrick Doyle score and Patrick Doyle does like all of Kenneth Branagh's films and yeah, I, th I thought it was pretty good. I mean, the makeup was nominated for an Oscar. It was great-looking makeup with having, like, Robert De Niro's body completely covered in stitches, and it was a great, like, body prosthesis, and, you know, and it was a great retelling of the story. So, <clears throat> it's, um, it's one that if you get into the themes of and get into, like, the real mindset, like, it could be done really well. Like, director James Whale in 1931 when he made Frankenstein and The Bride of Frankenstein I mean he did those movies really well because he poured a lot of himself into the story of both the doctor and the monster and it's just it's one of those stories that I don't I just I, I find the it, it's one of those stories that the backstory of something is always so much more fascinating and especially knowing like how well the story is received so yeah, I kind of have a bit of a connection to the classic Frankenstein stories. I, I digress. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm going to kick off I Frankenstein here. I've got my tub of popcorn, which I know I didn't do it last week when I did disorderlies, but yes, still have my ceremonial tub of popcorn. And as a Midwest guy, I have to, of course, have the local brew. Not so much a brew. It's like really addictive ginger ale. Ale 8. And can't be in a can. Always has to be in a bottle. So I made that mistake in my pilot. Didn't make it again this time. So I got the bottle, got the popcorn, I got the movie. So when I come back, I will have seen I Frankenstein. Does it, is it worth the 3% on Rotten Tomatoes? Or is it pretty okay? I doubt it's going to be anywhere close to the Mary Shelley story, but we'll see. See you soon. Well, that clearly had nothing to do with the Mary Shelley story at all now, did it? Oy vey. Uh, yeah. It's bad. I mean, I go into the show, what do I expect, you know? I mean, <laughs> I mean, do I expect, like, any of these movies to secretly be good? 
probably not. Um, this one, um, yeah, I can see how it was forgotten at the Razzies because I'm probably going to struggle to remember a lot about this movie in about, I don't know, an hour or so when I start doing anything of merit. <laughs> um, it's, it's bad in how forgettable and bland it is. It's, it's definitely very bland, and, uh, so, essentially, this is, this is like if the Underworld series wanted to take a look at Frankenstein, and, and not just Frankenstein, but, holy shit, um, <laughs> uh, they basically just breeze through... So essentially, the Mary Shelley Frankenstein book was a backstory, <laughs> and you get a very rushed version of it in like the first maybe two or three minutes of the movie, and not even rushed. It's like a fucking voiceover, and then it just quickly descends into demons attacking Frankenstein, and then all of a sudden these winged things, which our gargoyles come and fight off the demons and tell Frankenstein that, oh, there's a secret war that has been going on with uh, the gargoyles and the demons. Not angels and demons, mind you, but gargoyles and demons. <laughs> um, I guess the... <laughs> I guess the notion of putting angels in this series would just... It would just be off-putting for the Hot Topic crowd or, or whoever would be interested in this. Um... Yeah, this would be like if the core audience for the Underworld franchise hadn't grown up out of uh, middle school. Um, I mean, but at least with Underworld, that had uh, the had the idea of Romeo and Juliet with Franken with not with uh, vampires and werewolves, and for better or worse, the first one's a fun guilty pleasure. I mean, they had to make like what was it three or four other movies after that and. Those are all pretty terrible. <laughs> so, if I didn't enjoy those movies, I clearly don't enjoy this. Um, which is funny, because it seems like there's a lot of stuff that could be tied into it. Um, you had Bill Nye as the main demon in this, and of course he was like the supreme vampire in the Underworld movies, so... Ugh, God, I just... I, I, <laughs> I thought this kind of... Uh, I thought this kind of movie was done when, like, Panic at the Disco stopped being a thing, but apparently not. Apparently in 2014 it had one final hurrah, and final hurrah did. I mean, I, oh god, I got so bored during this movie, I actually, like, looked up uh, box office and everything. This was a $75 million movie. Um, they throw a lot of the special effects in there to make you feel like you're watching a 75 million dollar movie and and it shows um the animators it probably paid for a lot of animators and you know good on you um uh, it's just so dull i mean sure there's maybe one or two good fight scenes in it but for the most part, it's just it, it just goes through the motions. I mean, it's pretty ironic that 
they set up this whole story that that it's Frankenstein that has no soul, so the demons want to make more of these Frankenstein monsters to possess a body without a soul, because apparently that's what it takes for a demon to possess somebody, is to have no soul. So, um, so Linda Blair's character in The Exorcist was, was a soulless little girl. <laughs> oh my god, ah. Putting any kind of logic to this movie will just... Yeah, it'll make you hate it. Um, they, uh, these, these gargoyles use uh, basically medieval weapons. They've got their swords, they've got the, the staffs, they've got like, you know, I don't know, they got stuff. Um, but Frankenstein's weapon of choice is uh, twin sticks, which, you know, I guess I know that. Um, and apparently they are too heavy for anybody else to wield. Uh, not for the Frankenstein monster, though, because, you know, he's... He was always portrayed as being very strong, but in here he's, he's tossed around by the gargoyles and the demons, so... The specialness of Frankenstein's not really on display here, except for the fact that he's a couple hundred years old, and... Oh yeah, and... and oh. And it's a modern-day setting, too. So he's been alive this whole time. Um, apparently the scars on dead tissue are starting to heal. So they're not as prominent. Um, which they weren't even that prominent in the prologue, either. So it's it's basically... It's, it's the dead tissue's not healing. It's just they wanted to make him the sexy Frankenstein. Or it's, oh, well, we don't want him to be too unappealing, so he can't have the green face, or, or all the stitches, or the bolts, or whatever. All the stuff that's actually iconic and unique about the Frankenstein design. Uh, no, here we just have a uh, slight little scar, maybe above here, it's a little thing like this. I mean, it... It's, <laughs> uh, it's not good. Um... Does it deserve a 3%? Um, I guess because there were so many people that panned it. And... Because by no means is this going to be a movie that's going to get any kind of critical praise whatsoever. Um, there might be maybe one or two people out there. Okay, maybe more than one or two people. There might be a couple of people out there that... They still like this genre. They still like this whole universe of the hidden wars of monsters and the darkness and <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, for me, though, it's just... Uh, you know, you, you say you're having a secret war between literally flying gargoyles overhead and demons that when they die, they, like, out out this geyser of fire and then just sink right back into the ground. The only real mention of an outside world that we get is a nightclub that Frankenstein happens to walk through in the beginning. It's just it it's just dull. I mean, it set it tries to be this modern setting, but we don't really see how these worlds interact or like how they merge at all. I mean, we get maybe, like, the human scientist, but even she's still working in the main demon's lab most of the time, and... Ugh, it's... It's stuff happens. I didn't care. Um, it, 
just went from one plot point to the next, and I, I could tell from, like, minute 10, I was like, alright, this is basically going to end with a giant battle at the end between all the angel, or, sorry, gargoyles, all the gargoyles and all the demons, and Frankenstein's going to go up against uh, Davy Jones. <laughs> um, oh, God, it's just... Uh... There's a difference between the bad movies in the 80s and the 90s in which they... It's like the old JFK saying, you know, even if you fail greatly, or something along the lines of, if you, if you, never tr if you don't strive for greatness, or like, if you don't fail, or fail badly, something along the lines of, if you strive for, like, really grand expectations, but just fall so short of them, I mean, at least you tried. I mean, there's a starting level, there's your expectations, and then your failure. This movie doesn't feel like it's really left the starting ground. Like, it's literally just that line of, we're a movie. And I'm sorry, that, that kind of blandness, it just, it gets to me, because it's... It's like it didn't even try, and the sad thing is, it, it, it's a it's a solid cast, and and I've said this in other shows too. I, I always feel bad for actors straddled with bad source material and bad direction, and yeah, I mean, I like Aaron Eckhart. Aaron Eckhart is a very charismatic and a very interesting actor. Like I've seen him in uh, in the Company of Men. And, um, of course, we all know him from The Dark Knight as Two-Face. Um, in the Company of Men. Uh, thank you for smoking. I mean, the man is a really good actor if he's given good material. And in here, I think he was really hoping this was going to kind of be his Batman role where he breaks out. Or maybe something that kind of gives him a franchise to go with. I mean, but he's basically, like... A one-note performance in the film like he's it's it's literally like he found Batman's gravel voice in the dark night and it's just kind of brooding and growling and oh man I have no soul and oh, there's a human with me now it's just he, he didn't get a chance to have his charisma that he normally gets to exude and, and Bill Nye I really like Bill Nye I mean it, Think about it. He, he's in, like, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. I mean, Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, for all the faults of Pirates of the Caribbean and the fact that you never really see Bill Nye's face in those movies, you still get a bit of his, you know, grand performance. And, and Love Actually, he, he was really good in Love Actually, too. I mean, the guy, the guy can have some real fun if he's given material that's fun to work with or at least given free reign on set to, to, to have some fun with his stuff. I mean... There are times I could I could look at when he's delivering a line in this, and you could tell he wanted to break out, but it was just such by the numbers dialogue and and scenes that uh, oh god his first main bad guy scene in the beginning where this this uh, Frankenstein kills seven demons in the hallway I'm sorry ascends or descends seven demons or whatever that's what they call them when they're dead I mean it's 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 like the demon equivalent of retiring a replicant. 
Um, so the one survives and comes back and tells him, Oh, Frankenstein is alive, he's here, and he's done this, and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then he has that stock moment where the uh, survivor comes back to uh, the big bad of the movie, and the big bad, of course, either hits or tries to kill him, and... Of course, he's like, oh, proceed to tell me what I would have wanted, or something like that. But we never see that again, and that's the only moment that Bill Nye has anything, and even that scene didn't allow him to have any kind of charisma. It's, it's, uh, it's just, it's one of those movies that, it, to have such mediocrity be successful, and this is why I... I guess I don't like the Underworld franchises because I could tell that because it's successful that there's kind of an audience that will accept mediocrity and this movie goes beyond bored and mediocrity. <laughs> um, it just, it just, it just wasn't, it didn't engage me, it wasn't fun. That's the other thing too, is it's, it's no fun. There was nothing fun about any of these worlds, I mean, because we don't have a chance to to get to know any of these worlds because every time that you want to know more about a character it just tries to throw you into a world but then before you can get to know the world it tries to throw in another character or it tries to throw another plot point or another action scene it's just it doesn't know how to handle the world it's trying to create for itself and uh, and it's also just such a betrayal to the source material it just doesn't get the notion of why Frankenstein is such a tragic character. They just, they, they bring up the whole no soul thing, but they don't give off any stakes or any kind of reason for him to, to, you know, to, to be the tragic character that he is. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's boring. It's just, it's bad and it's boring and it's just something that, ah. Uh, Should it have been nominated for a Razzie? Probably. I've realized that I've only seen one other of the Worst Picture nominees, and we may get to the others later on in the show. Um, sadly, I've seen uh, Kirk Cameron Saving Christmas, and before I isolate any of the, you know, if I happen to have any of the two or three people that watch my show, um, before I isolate any of you, it's just bad in the sense that it's not an actual movie. It's really not. It's just... It's just sitting in a car... I, I can go on about how bad it is, but I'm talking about the badness of I, Frankenstein. Um, yeah, I think it probably should have been remembered for worst remake, or maybe worst screenplay. It's just something to... Something to throw it out there, but I think... That in and of itself, the fact that it didn't get nominated, definitely says that the movie is that forgettable, and I think that's where it needs to remain, is it needs to remain forgotten. And, yeah, it's... <sighs> yeah. Well, tune in next week when... Is it next week or when I get to the episodes? I will try to get to my next episode. Um... I look at another start of a movie that actually did end up becoming kind of a franchise in and of itself. Something from the early 90s that may have continued on a direct-to-video basis. So, 
tune in for our next Halloween episode. And until then, may your next theater experience be an enjoyable one. Yeah.